All right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. It is a long time coming for this episode. We, of course, will jump into all of those things, but we always have to start off with the best things first. And Brandon, what do you want to share about from Thursday's exciting Lions football game? Yeah, let's just go over this quick because no one gives a crap about this for this episode. <laughs> uh, so everybody in, uh, in the U.S. watched it on Thanksgiving. Uh, Lions lost 16-14 to the Bears. Uh, Goff went 21-25 for 171 and two touchdowns. Uh, DeAndre Swift got hurt, so that's great. Mm-hmm. Our entire offense. Uh, Jamal Williams had 15 carries for 65 yards. Josh Reynolds had three receptions for 70 and a touchdown. Uh, Hawkinson had a touchdown on the defensive side of the ball. We got Levi Onzerike had a sack. Uh, Amani Orowarie had an interception. Uh, for the Bears, Andy Dalton went 24 for 39 for 317, a touchdown and an interception. David Montgomery had 17 carries for 46 yards. And Darnell Mooney, for some reason, always kills the Lions, had five receptions for 136. Um, and the Lions lost with the last second field goal. What? Again. Insane. I never <laughs> would have imagined that. Right. Oh, man. Dude, it, I, I, I usually think of this every Thanksgiving where it's just like the world... Uh, all the NFL fan base gets to experience how terrible it is to be a Lions fan for one day because everybody's watched those games on Thursday. And so it's just like, welcome to life as you know it as a Detroit (laughs) football fan. Pretty much. It's kind of the one game of the year too where I don't really watch too much of it because usually Mm. I'm stuffing my fat face. (laughs) Yeah, we had it on um, in the background without the sound on. Yeah, we usually have it on with the sound on and everything, but didn't really watch too much of it because, you know, I make most of the food. Mm. We make the turkey and all that stuff, so uh, it's at our house. So I'm doing all that, and then by the time it gets done, I'm, like, cleaning stuff up, so I don't get to watch a heck of a lot of the game. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's all I got for that. Let's just move on to the preview. <laughs> the the preview yeah. of the next exciting <clears throat> episode of uh, Lions football without Swift. So yeah. yeah. So the Lions play the Vikings uh, Sunday at one. It's on CBS for some reason. Hmm. It's two NFC teams playing on CBS. I'm not sure what that's about. Um, it is a home game for the Lions. Minnesota's coming in as a seven-point favorite. Uh, Delvin Cook probably won't play. Oh, that's why it's a seven-point spread. Though. He he got pretty hurt. I don't know. He, he's on my fantasy team. Still says he's questionable. But I don't know. He didn't come back in that game. They, you know, they still have um, Anthony Madison, who's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I expect him to play pretty well. Um, 
you know, they got Justin Jefferson, he's a good wide receiver. Adam Thielen's still pretty decent. Kirk Cousins is having a good year. He's got over 3,000 yards and 23 touchdowns. So, I'm obviously expecting the Lions to lose this one. Shocker. I don't know if they're going to win a game this year. Yeah, I, I mean, they still doubt. play the Falcons, and the Falcons kind of blow, but... <laughs> Well, depend- I thought they would beat the Bears. Yeah, yep, and that didn't happen. And now with Swift out for who knows how long, so yeah. So we got that to look forward to. Yeah, that's gonna be a great Sunday. So yeah, I'm expecting um, Goff to pretty much do nothing. Probably get sacked a few times. Vikings have a pretty decent defense, so yeah, yeah. And with Swift out, I don't really expect anything to happen offensively then. They're probably just going to pass Rush even more. So Yeah, because they'll just double-team Hawkinson. And then the only person he's got left to throw to is uh, Reynolds. Seems about right. Yeah. We actually played pretty good on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. But, yep. And the defense oh, yeah. showed up again, but... Always. Defense shows up like every single week and the Lions offense is so bad they can't you know, they can't even put more than like seventeen points up. Except for the final drive. <laughs> right. It's like, okay, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> done. Oh man. Well, yeah, so that was super exciting. Yeah, let's get to the main event here. All right. Yes, the main event. It, it, it's it's almost crazy to think that the game was played, you know, was it now like five, six days ago? Right. But, uh, but it happened. It happened. The unthinkable, the unbelievable. Steven was right. (laughs) (laughs) Credit where credit is due. Steven was right. And I have never been more happy with being proven wrong than I was Saturday. Um, And I will reemphasize this, that I knew that this team was capable and it always came down to the game plan and the coaching. And that was one of the best performances that I have seen from them versus a credible opponent. Like, you know, not like Northern Illinois or hawaii or something like that you know against an actual team against well against ohio state for sure um but yeah that was such a complete game and even with the hiccups that they had um just dominant butt whooping that was fantastic um i mean i would have loved to see the spread be even more because there was the opportunity for it, but I mean, no, no complaining for me, no complaining for me whatsoever. No. So, um, I mean, I'll probably, I'll do, let's do the voicemail here, um, to get that in here before I kind of get caught talking about things and forget to do it at all. So here's, uh, the voicemail then for the week. I always invite you guys to call in. I'm shot shocked that nobody else called in this week but oh hey it was busy for everybody i told y'all go blue definitely the shortest voicemail we have ever gotten from steven (laughs) 
And that is absolutely correct, Stephen. You told us, like I already said, credit where credit is due. Stephen was right. Stephen said that they were going to have a better year. I can't remember what he predicted, like nine wins or something like that, saying that this was the year that they were going to beat Ohio. And it happened. It yeah. happened. And uh, totally, totally fantastic. And I'm still going to say this. Like, I, I am a little bit shocked offensively that they – were as dominant as they were because uh, I, I have not seen uh, the offense be that prepared for anybody, anybody. Um, and so that's, that's why I largely questioned this whole thing was just because um, it, it, we hadn't seen it before. So why was it going to happen now? But it was like mm-hmm. a, above and beyond what I expected. And Hey, guess what? They, they ran outside a lot <laughs> and it works. Right. So, um, but yeah, so one, one thing that I want to share that I'm going to just kind of be interested to hear uh, things from your side too. But so I was uh, I, ever since 2016, I watched the 2016 game with a large group of people uh, mixed uh, rooting for Michigan, rooting against Michigan. And that, that kind of scarred me, you know, I mean, cause the, that, the way that lost. And so since then I was just like, I am, I do not want to watch this game with other people until Michigan finally wins. <laughs> uh, I think I watched one game with my brother-in-law uh, at some point during that duration, but basically it's just like, I, and until Michigan gets on the other side of this obstacle, I, I just want to watch it by myself. So I watched the game at home by myself with my wife. Uh, the kids were off playing and doing stuff. And I just sat in my chair. I basically didn't react next to anything. My wife thought it was the craziest thing. Uh, the only time I remember jumping out of my seat was when Coram almost broke like a 70-yard touchdown run. <laughs> Other than that, I just sat there. I barely said anything and I just watched because uh, I, we've been there before. Michigan's mm-hmm. had the lead. Michigan could win this thing. Oh, Ohio State comes back. You know, 2016 happened, all that stupid nonsense. So I was like, until that clock hits zero, I am trusting nothing. Yeah. I, I even told my wife, I was like, they could be up 30 to zero at halftime. And I would still be apprehensive about the second half. Like mm-hmm. just, just like, just because it seems like Michigan is always doomed. So uh, when the game finally ended, Michigan had the ball, they were taking the knee and everything. It was just a huge, basically like sigh of relief for me. Like I wasn't jumping around going crazy. I mean, in my, I, I was super excited, but it was more a relief to me than anything and I shared it on Twitter and everything. There was that time when I think it was Matthew McConaughey won an Oscar, his Oscar. Uh, there was a picture of him sitting there and he was just kind of like basking in the moment that I shared that I was like, this was me on Saturday. Like I just, <laughs> I didn't do anything. I just sat there and I was like, it actually happened. Mm-hmm. So I don't know uh, it, it, what your story was like for that. If you watched it with anybody or what I, I had my phone off. That was another thing I did. I had my phone off for the game. Like I was not going to be distracted by anything. I did not. Cause sometimes, you know, your feed is 
uh, a few minutes behind. I didn't want anything ruined. So I just completely like took it all in. And then of course my phone blew up when I turned it on. So, uh, but yeah, what was, uh, what was your experience on Saturday? Oh man. I was just like shocked at the end. (laughs) I can't believe it finally happened. I was, man, I was so excited. Um, I think it was like that last touchdown that Haskins got Mm -hmm. that I was just like, yes, yes. Just like fist pumping. (laughs) It's like, finally. I was scared, man. I was just like, dude, there's too much time left. (laughs) Yeah. I was a little worried too, because I'm like, oh, there's so much time. And like, you're part of the group text that we had going, but I knew you had your phone off. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to Craig and Jason. And I'm just like, there's too much time left. They let us score. They let us score. <laughs> oh, but, man. Yeah, just, you know, when Ohio State ran out of downs there at the end, too, that was just like, man, just so happy. Mm-hmm. And like I said, once you had, uh, I knew you had your phone back on. I texted you. It was like, Steven was right. <laughs> he proved us <laughs> wrong. And then I was like, Harbaugh, you magnificent bastard, you did it. <laughs> but, oh, oh man. man, just, yeah, I don't know. Just one of the best Michigan football games I ever watched. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I watched that national championship game against, you know, when we beat Washington State and won the national championship. Um. I mean, it wasn't a national championship game as a Rose Bowl, but we won the national championship. Yeah. But yeah, that was a, an amazing game that was back and forth too. But I don't know, there was just something special about this one. Oh yeah, for sure. I got so many times yelling at the TV and like my three-year-old daughter was sitting there watching it with me and then she started yelling at the TV, <laughs> <laughs> even during commercials. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, it was definitely making memories there, I guess. Uh and just, I'm looking here at the, the box score, and I didn't realize how many yards that Stroud threw, threw for. Yeah. 394 yards and two touchdowns. Like, yeah. Yeah, Smith, uh, Najiba, or how the heck you say his name, had oh. 127. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, it's crazy. Just, I don't know how dominant it felt after, like, reflecting on it. And at the time, it felt so back and forth, and like I just had this knot in my stomach. Like you said, we've been there before. You get excited, but and I, I was trying not to let myself get excited until the end. Yeah. Well, then, then it so reminded me of the Alabama bowl game because Michigan had a one point lead at halftime for that mm-hmm. too, and I was like, oh great, here comes a scoreless second half. I didn't really think that this time, but. But yeah, I mean, but this is an Ohio State team that can score on one play. Yeah. And so um, it was just nerve wracking. But um, so, I mean, opening drive, awesome. Boom, score. Great job, Michigan. And then three and out for Ohio State, which, of course, you know, they have that fumbled snap, but they get the ball. Every single fumble they had. (sighs) My gosh. It's like they're always so lucky. Think Just like Michigan State is the same way. Like they go to fumble and it bounces back to the quarterback. Yeah. I feel like the only time that Michigan has gotten that luck, oh man, what was it? Was it a Notre Dame game or something? Like when Denard was playing and it went right back into his hands and then he wound up scoring. But yeah, dumb luck. But then, so it was a three and out though. And then Michigan goes, 
and then the stupid turnover and I was just uh, the interception by Cade. And I was, was just like, uh, I was like, there it is. There it is. Yep, and I, that's what I said to you. That's what I said to Jason Craig. I'm like, well, there it is. There's a change of momentum. And there was no reason he had to throw that pass. It was totally forced. Oh yeah. And oh yeah, it was, it was bad. He knew it was bad. Uh, but they didn't, uh, as Harbaugh likes to say, they didn't flinch. Like uh, it would have been so amazing to have gotten more points there. So mm-hmm. amazing. Even if it was just a field goal, um, but it was what it was. And then OSU uh, took over, of course, and then they went down for a field goal. And when that happened, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. if you, if yeah, you can, so I was like too, you held them to a field goal. That's just as good. Yeah. That, that was impressive. I was like, um, you know, you can work with that. Because if you score touchdowns and they do field goals, you you'll slowly pull away. Um, so then uh, Michigan had some struggles. The f- the first half was a little bit slow. Michigan had its struggles. Ohio State had its struggles. Uh, wound up finishing though with a, a one point lead. They they held them to a field goal right before halftime as well. So that was like that was another um, great part there too. But then um, yeah, that third quarter just spectacular i mean they they had a three and out to start the second half ohio did and then michigan went down and scored wound up scoring twice in that that quarter uh ohio state was scoreless and uh yeah then it was just back and forth from there but michigan had a two score lead so that that was already basically said and done and yeah but but the thing too is that there were two big plays that were going to be able to help give Michigan more cushion in the second half where there was like a third and 18. And then uh, they, and they were at, they were on their side of the field. I think they converted it on a ridiculous catch. Um, Cause that would have been huge because then Michigan would have stopped them and gotten the ball back. But then also their last touchdown um they did the hurry up offense and Michigan's defense was broken and on fourth and five, just barely out of his reach. Um, Hutchinson could have uh, tipped the pass and it would have broken it up, but they mm-hmm. wound up scoring. It, it didn't make a difference, but just like those little things where it would have just like taken it one step further, where like they wouldn't have scored or Michigan was scored again. And all those things, it's not like nitpicking, but it was just one of those things where it was just like, it had that thing in your back of your mind where it's just like, it's not over. It's not yeah. over. <laughs> exactly. It was just back and forth. I'm like, Oh, I wish we could just pull away. Yeah. Once it got to the two scores. And so when Ohio state scored, it was a one, a one possession game, but then Michigan yep. had a chance to score. So I, every time that happened, I was like, okay, Michigan, just at least go down and get a field goal. Mm-hmm. And then you make it a two possession game. Uh, but they went down and, uh, the whole game for them was touchdowns, which was freaking amazing. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, just so many things that can be said that were done so well. I mean, Haskins had himself a day, just fantastic. Five touchdowns, 169 yards, just ridiculous. Um, and uh, I, 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 people can say what they want, like, um, they can say, oh, you know, it was all the Michigan running game. Michigan never really had to worry about doing anything with the passing game, but it's just like they had to make Ohio State still respect the passing game. 
Because mm-hmm. if Michigan was one dimensional and all they had was running, I know Michigan was like blowing uh, the offensive line was pushing enough, but if Michigan was one dimensional and they didn't have to worry about the passing game, I feel like that would have been uh, a, not saying Ohio State would have won, but I feel like the game would have looked a lot differently. So, because I know some people were just like, oh, you know, the unfair criticism that Michigan couldn't pass the ball early in the season. It's just like, no, like, if you're a one-dimensional team against Ohio State, that's going to hurt you. You mm-hmm. might not lose, but it's going to hurt you. So just uh, – but, yeah, like they sprinkled it in there just as much as they needed to. They didn't get too crazy with it. Um, and, man, dude, I, so I watched the game Saturday. Saturday night I watched highlights again. Sunday I rewatched the entire game. <laughs> and then two or three times this week I've watched the highlights again just because it's just so awesome to to watch it <laughs> yeah i want to rewatch the whole game too yeah before um saturday mm-hmm. and yeah dude well like and then the rushing the field and just the energy i mean it's one of those where it's just like i can only imagine what it was like to be there mm-hmm. um but Dang, man, just Harbaugh did it so much credit to him. Like, he didn't just do it. Like, he – I know it was a two-possession win, so it's just like, okay, how dominant was it? But it really was dominant and just so efficient, so great. Credit to everybody. Uh, I mean, dang, man, that was was really unexpected. If if Michigan was going to win, I thought it was going to be, like, super close. Yeah, me too. So I thought either Ohio State was going to win by a blowout or Michigan would win in a close game. Mm -hmm. It's kind of how I felt even after we recorded the show. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Just, uh, I mean, it's almost like crazy. Uh, Part of the thing too, that's, that's a little bit of a bummer with it too, is that like, I, I obviously I don't go out as much like, you know, distancing and things like that so i'm not out as much as i used to be at one point but then also the current job i'm at that i'm at i don't work with anybody who's a sports fan Mm -hmm. so it's just you know i haven't experienced that whole thing of you know the social around sports and all that uh the fun conversation and excitement and everything. I mean, I texted people, I called and I talked to some people and things like that, but you know, so it's, I feel like some of it still hasn't hit, but Hey, you know, they did it. Awesome job for everybody. Uh, Awesome to have uh, the players that came back to do that. Uh, They did it credit to them, credit to the coaching staff. They're playing this weekend in the big 10 championship game. Um, gosh, you know, heck, even before the game, I wasn't really thinking all that much about the Big Ten championship game because it was just like, I, I don't care about it. Just I, you, I, you have to beat Ohio State to get there. So let's yeah. just get the Ohio State game done and over with. So, geez, man. And then all, all the reactions. I mean, t- uh, Tom Brady, former Michigan players, uh, Rich Eisen, um, did you see some of his stuff? No. Oh man, some of it. Some of his stuff was great. So I saw some posts by um, Adam Schefter too. 
Oh, I didn't see his. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then um, I, I don't usually talk about this because it, usually I try to not read much stuff and listen to much stuff before episodes. Obviously, uh, this episode is super late in the week. So, um, so usually it's after we record, if I ever kind of like look at what other people are saying and things like that, just because like, I don't want to regurgitate the same information. I don't want to pull something from somebody else's content. Um, but I was listening to, um, oh man, I'm kind of blanking the specific name of the show, but the Wolverine radio, um, broadcast on Monday morning. Okay. And I, I always forget to mention this because I always listen to it after we record. Um, but Gardner does a fantastic job of breaking games down. Um, if anybody hasn't listened to that, if you're ever interested in that kind of stuff, he always does a great job. And um, they always have a good dynamic on that show. So, but yeah, just a, a lot of great reactions. And I don't, I don't give a crap what, anyone from ohio has to say in the whole like act like you've been there or whatever it's just like shut up you guys have had a stick shoved up your butt for 10 years <laughs> on you know priding yourself on all this stuff and everything and then you lose and you can't handle mm -hmm. in a couple days can't even handle a couple days and Michigan has fans and the Michigan players and everybody for Michigan has had to deal with it for 10 years. They can't even yeah. last like 10 minutes. So shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. You know, it still makes me sad. Yeah. Why did we lose the Michigan state? Oh, dude, I said the same thing. Like, it's so, that's so disappointing. I'm so, I'm as happy as I am that we finally beat Ohio State, I still just think back and I'm like, ah, why they did should, we lose to Sparty? Yeah, they should be undefeated. Yep. They really should be undefeated, which is unfortunate. I mean, thankfully, they still have everything ahead of them with the chance of, you know, winning the conference and going to the playoffs and all that. Um, but really, this team should be able to, hang its hat on you know an undefeated seat regular season at this point but i'll say it again the coaching st staff let them down in that game so yeah. that, that was disappointing but I, but again i mean the ohio state game all credit about that and actually that's the interesting thing too that uh rich uh was saying in his show uh about michigan state fans and some of the things that they've said um, even though Michigan beat Ohio State and Ohio State want Michigan State. Mm -hmm. he, had, he had some very interesting things to say about that. So, but um, yeah, it, even with that one loss, they've got everything ahead of them. Man, what was I going to say? There was some with that, but yeah. So maybe I'll think more about it, but I had a couple of things down kind of a couple interesting uh, things I took note of. And uh, gosh, where is it? Yeah, so Man. obviously Michigan's uh, toughest part of the season is November because, of course, playing Ohio State and then other teams as well. <clears throat> um, 
usually like Penn State or Michigan State sprinkled in there. Um, the last, the from some great information that I saw people sharing on Twitter, Zach Shaw, if you follow him on Twitter, shared this. Uh, Michigan's undefeated months of November in the past 25 years, 1997, 1999, 2003, and then 2021. Four times in the past 25 years. So, and then uh, they shared some graphics after the game. Um, 42 points scored by Michigan, the most since 1946. That seems terrible. <laughs> terrible. Uh, win margin 15 is the most since 1993. Uh, rush yards 297, the most since 95. Total yards uh, 487, the most since 2013. Uh, and then sacks, they had four, which was the most since 2016. The rushing yards since 1995, well, that would have been that big Bianca Batuka game? I believe so. Was it 319 yards, something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then an interesting thing, uh, Scott Bell mentioned him quite a few times for sharing some interesting uh, fat, um, stats from games. <clears throat> um. In the second half, um, on every single one of its possessions, Michigan scored a touchdown, and it didn't have a single third-down offensive snap in the second half. They had two third-downs technically, but both of those were called off because of defensive penalties, so they gained the first down without having to play the third down. That's just Haskins. Yeah. For as hard as he runs, the defense gets worn down by that. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting. I noticed when I was watching highlights, I actually watched the highlights again. Um, and at the beginning of the second half, when Ohio State went three and out, they tried running the ball all three times. So I felt like it was almost because they uh, that was one thing that was concerning me a little bit in the second quarter is that uh, Henderson, their running back, started running Mm -hmm. more and he was he was getting some good yards. He was averaging uh, probably like five or six yards a carry. And so I think Ohio State came out and was trying to beat Michigan at its own game. Which definitely did not work. Mm -hmm. So uh, from. Clayton on uh, Twitter, uh, he also shares some good uh, information. Michigan averaged three yards to go on its eight third down attempts, only eight for the game. Ohio State had 18 third downs and averaged 7.3 yards. So just some crazy stats when looking at – looking at those things and they went eight for 18 on third downs. So, uh, so I, I don't want to get into it too much. Cause there are just like so many things uh, <laughs> right. that, that I wrote down that could be shared. So, but yeah, I think uh, anything else from the Ohio state game or. I don't think so. I think we covered pretty much everything. Yeah. I mean, we could go into a lot of other comments and, things like that but that that would be that could be an entire episode all by itself so steven was right 
Yep. Just we'll say it over and over again. <laughs> Stephen Rez is right. He was calling it out and, you know, and he was I'll, right. I'll say that I had the score right. Yeah, you did. Just but... wrong teams. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That And that, I mean, that never really happens on uh, just even getting scores <laughs> right. So yep. kudos to you. Uh, well, yeah, ba- bask in it, Michigan fans, bask in it for 360 days or something now because 42 to 27. Uh, loving it. Uh, but there's still more football to play because it is Big Ten title time for Michigan. Man, it's so nice to be excited about football at this time of year. Oh, man, I know, right? And it's so nice to be able to watch this game and actually be invested in it. Yep. It's so excited that we don't have to talk about a three-loss Michigan team playing Arkansas in the toilet bowl or whatever. Yeah, playing who knows what and who cares. Yeah, and the Pringles cheese bowl or whatever. <laughs> well, this game this weekend is going to be 8 o'clock on Fox. Uh, it is number two Michigan versus number 13 in the college football playoffs rankings and then number two Michigan versus number 15 in the AP poll. Um, Michigan is favored by 11 points. Um, Iowa has been a very interesting team. Uh, not going to break it down a ton. Uh, they are without a key player, though. Um, man, who was I think I've got down here? Matt Hankins. Okay. One of their senior defensive backs um, is going to be out for the game. He's actually recorded three interceptions this season. So this is the thing about Iowa. Iowa old school, like just uh, kind of of a little bit like Michigan with offense, like just old old school, you know, nothing flashy. But the thing is, it's not that their defense is just – it's not that their defense is better – it's that they've been able to capitalize on so much. They have, okay, Michigan as a team has seven interceptions. How many do you think Iowa has? Ten? Twenty-two. What? Twenty-two. Oh my gosh! Who are they playing? Jared Goff every week. <laughs> I don't know, but there are two two players. Uh, so Hankins had three, and he's out. But then the top two players with interceptions have more interceptions themselves than the whole entire Michigan defense. Oh my they, gosh! They have nine. So yeah. So if you turn it over, I was going to make you pay. So if yep. you pay if if Michigan plays good solid football and takes care of the ball, they should win easily. Not like blow them out of the water, but they should comfortably win. Mm-hmm. And honestly, with Michigan being able to focus on running the ball instead of always having to pass it, because uh, obviously, as twenty-two interceptions show, that's where they hurt teams is in the passing game. Um, so if Michigan focuses on running the ball and then they do essentially what they did against Ohio State and then they pick up, you know, they're very specific on when they pass the ball and they pick them apart, then I don't think Michigan will have much of a problem at all. I mean, this is the biggest spread for any championship game this weekend. So uh, they're v- fairly confident in 
Michigan. Of course, never overlook Iowa. As people say, Iowa is the juggernaut killer, uh, the giant killer. They know how to ruin people's seasons. So I uh, cannot uh, overlook them and think that it's going to be anything easy. I don't think this team will. I think Michigan will do fine. I'll say at least we're not playing in Iowa at night. Exactly. Yeah, completely agree. And I hear, I know that there was a lot of a ticket fiasco going on on being able to get tickets and then let alone people are having a hard time finding anywhere to stay in Indianapolis for the weekend. Yeah. But um, I hear that that has turn for the better and that there's supposed to be probably a record setting attendance probably most likely because of the Michigan fans. So I think there's going to be a lot of people there. I think it's going to be a good Michigan crowd. And I'm I heard Ohio to... state fans were booking rooms. Yeah. I'm not and surprised. buying tickets and not going. Yeah. I, I hope that they, um, you know, have to eat some of that cost. <laughs> right. I don't know what the cancellation policy is, but hey, you know what? Whatever. You guys aren't going anyways. So, I mean, if you guys want to be that douchey about it, fine. I mean, we've known you guys are idiots and jerks and morons for decades. Why Why would this weekend be any different? <laughs> exactly. Oh, I saw a kind of interesting fact today that the... Michigan Ohio State game was the highest viewed game in the history of Fox. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Dang. Yeah, I always know every year. Well, okay, I shouldn't say every year, but most every year, the Michigan game is one of the highest viewed games of the year. The Michigan Ohio State game. But yeah, this one, this one was huge. So, because like it seemed like everybody was watching it. And if they weren't watching at the beginning, they were definitely watching in the second half. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, um, yeah. Saturday night. I don't, I don't think we need to really draw it out anymore. I mean, you guys know what's, what's going on playing for the Big Ten title game. So, so uh, an interesting thing that I found, uh, looked up though. So, there, uh, this is going to be, no, there have been 10 years for Big Ten title games. This is going to be the 11th, I believe. Of those 10 years, seven of them have been with the East-West divisions. The East has won all seven years. <laughs> and then if it makes you feel any better, the three years when it was the legends and the leaders of teams that are currently in the West division, only two of those three years were won by uh, legend division teams. And... One or two of those years that was, uh, those were both Wisconsin wins. One or two of those years were because Ohio State was on probation. <laughs> so that shows you how bad the West Division is. Yeah. Basically, a decade. And hey, Michigan fans know this a decade of losing to Ohio State. <laughs> it's basically a decade of the West losing to the East. So yep. anyways, we'll see if that continues this weekend. I feel pretty good about it. Um, but uh, we'll talk more about that here when we jump into predictions. So uh, let's get the Lions done first because <laughs> why not? <laughs> yeah. 
Like I said, I'm expecting a loss. I, I'm going to get right to it. The Vikings are going to win 24 to 10. 24 to 10. With Swift being out, that's like three quarters of the Lions offense. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i easily going to give Minnesota the win as well. I'm going to say that is going to be abysmal for Detroit. And I'm actually going to do um, Detroit 6, Minnesota 27. I could totally see that. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So then main event, you know, Big Ten title game. The epic showdown Saturday night. Uh, this is gonna be great. Um, so, as I already said, Michigan is 11 point favorite versus Iowa. Gosh, honestly, I haven't even thought about the score yet. <laughs> now that I'm sitting here looking at it, um, I think I will go with Michigan 31, Iowa 17. Okay. Pretty close to what I got. Um, I got Michigan 27, Iowa 13. All right. Rock. Sounds good. And we'll see. The biggest thing it comes to is uh, taking care of the ball. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, So game locks this week. Obviously, there are no other Big Ten games, but I will just go ahead and pick a championship game, uh, the one that I'm most confident in. And I think I'm going to go with uh, Brady Hoke. Ain't no joke. (laughs) San Diego State covering negative six versus Utah State. Why not? What's uh, Hokemania? Hokemania. What's your uh, NFL lock? Uh, I got the Cardinals um, covering the seven and a half over the Bears. From what I saw, the Bears on Thanksgiving, the Cardinals, if the Lions can put points up on the Bears, I think the Cardinals are easily going to put points on the Bears. <laughs> they should. Man, alive. <sighs> All right. Uh, questions of the week, then. Uh, what I have, um, I was trying to figure out the best way to phrase this one, but I think the easiest thing is, um, will Michigan win the turnover margin? Hmm. Brandon, you can go first. I'm going to say yes, okay. because Cade is really smart with the ball. I don't, I don't even know how a defense gets 22 interceptions in a season. Like, yeah, I don't. They play a whole bunch of gunslingers or something. Uh, you guys I don't are know. just winging the ball all over the place and hoping for the best. I know there were a lot of tip passes, um. So that's part of it. But yeah, twenty two. It's insane. Yeah, it's like gosh, like it's almost like they played Brett Favre a few times, but he was yeah. one of those guys that would just like, I'm just gonna throw it into the smallest window I can at like 130 miles an hour and see if somebody catches it. well i am gonna go with no but i'm not saying that they're gonna lose the turnover margin i'm going to i'm essentially baking on you know uh, an even like i kind of could see both teams turning it over once so that's kind of what i'm banking on or maybe they'll be zero zero 
So do you have a Lions question for the week? Yeah, with DeAndre Swift out, will Jamal Williams rush for over 100 yards? And I'm going to say no. Yeah, that's like the easiest one for me. Nope. <laughs> How about I mean, he's, narrow? He's good. Like The Vikings defense is pretty good, but the Lions pass game is so bad. Yeah. They have to run the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would even have a hard time saying if Swift would put up a hundred in this game. Yeah. Well, with Williams back, they split more time anyway. Yeah. So, all right. Well, there we go. Oh man. It's so nice for Michigan to have a 13th game. <laughs> I don't even know what to do. It's, man, it's it was so it's such a good weekend for football for college football. Oh, yeah. Because Alabama struggled that made them slide down in a pool. Mm-hmm. You got to love that. Yeah. So essentially probably what – I haven't spent a ton of time looking at this, but basically what Michigan is probably looking to root for is for Georgia to win uh, convincingly in hopes to drop Alabama out of the top four because, one, I hate having two SEC teams, and two – Let's face it, nobody really wants to face Alabama. Um, they can say it as much as they want. Um, and then probably Cincinnati to win, because then that would probably be an easy uh, pick for at least spot three or four. Mm-hmm. And then Oklahoma State to win, because they most likely would move into that fourth spot being a one loss. Yeah, one loss conference champion. Yeah. So, yeah, we're not going to go into thoughts and predictions and things with all that, but I would say for an ideal scenario, that would is probably what Michigan fans should be kind of rooting for. Unless they want Georgia to lose in hopes and thoughts and aspirations that they would get the number one spot, but I can only imagine Alabama would jump them. So, Oh yeah. Which probably rightfully so if that would happen. Yeah. Stupid Alabama. Yep. When's the last time there was a playoff that didn't have Ohio state or Alabama in it? Uh, never. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Because uh, Alabama's even Alabama has always made the playoff, haven't they? Think so. Oh, what the hell happened to Clemson? Uh, oh, they're I, so bad. I don't know. I saw something interesting where they said if um, if they don't have like a a signature quarterback that. Um, What's his name's? Wow, why am I blanking on the coach's name? Debo Sweeney. Yeah, that Sweeney's record is like average. Yeah. So. Yeah, because he had Watson and then Lawrence. Yeah, let me see. Uh, Alabama, 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 Alabama. Uh, oh, um. 2019 when Michigan played him oh wait no that was yeah but Ohio State was in that year yeah so yeah 
So yeah, that was uh yeah, every year then uh except for one Alabama Alabama's been in the playoff every year except for one, and that year was one of the years that Ohio State was in it. Yeah. So yeah, this could be the first year that both Alabama and Ohio State don't make it. Which would be amazing. Oh, and Clemson too. Because mm-hmm. Clemson, let's see, Clemson was not the first playoff, but they were in one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, they've been in just as many as Alabama has. Wait. Yeah. It's because the ACC sucks. Yeah, no kidding, right? All right. Well, I think that's a good place to stop. I mean, there, there's so much that we could talk about, uh, man, if this was back in the day, I, I know that we'd be doing multiple episodes per week, but it's been a busy week and it's already Friday. So, uh, we will wrap this up and we will get this posted. So you guys can all check it out before the game tomorrow night. Uh, we thank you guys for hanging out with us and enjoy the game. And if you want to call, don't forget, you can always call leave your reactions. I'm sure there's going to be a lot to talk about, um, especially with the rankings coming out next week, depending on how the games end. So 551-258-3276. And we'll always finish off with Go Blue. Go Blue.